You're listening to The Strength's Journey, an interview and conversation series between myself, Andrew Mayer, the creator of the Harlequin Method, which facilitates the Harlequin Experience program for self-mastery and personal transformation, and Andres Lombard, the executive coach and facilitator for the Strengths Institute in South Africa, specializing in the strengths-based approach and positive psychology. This series draws into your strengths, your beliefs, and what makes transformation possible and gives you the alternatives that you need to go beyond the outdated, boring, traditional way of thinking and doing so that you can make your life work for you and to inspire meaningful conversations which make an impact. These conversations shake the tree on conformity and encourage a new way to look at who you are and what you are made of. Here, you get to be a fly on the wall and listen to our conversation as myself and Andres explore various thought-provoking perspectives of how our minds make sense of the world that we live in. See if you can orientate yourself as we let you in on our private conversations. I want to explore a bit uh, something about our male psyche. And this to me is a, is a huge frustration with, with my gender. In this episode, myself and Andres take a look at men and the way men approach different challenges and the hidden secrets behind how men make decisions. This is connected to one of our primary decision-making systems and the powerful emotion of fear. After this discussion, the way I see it is, the greatest challenge for a man is not to face the beast on the savannah, but rather to face the beast inside himself. So here's a question, Andrew. And I've been, I've been grappling with this literally for decades. I want to explore a bit uh, something about our male psyche when it comes to personal growth and development and emotion. Yes. If, I, if I'm at a braai and one of the guys rocks up with a nice 4x4, okay, I see them getting out of it and I can see this is some passion of the guy of this he's got this 4 by 4 and so and I like compliment him on it hey what a nice ride yeah and tells me about the power under the hood and ability of it and all of that you know you know the talk <laughs> the power under the hood yes mm-hmm. and then I ask him I say have you heard about the new 4x4 course, just outside of town. Opened last week. I said, no. I said, yeah. You know, I went on it, and, and it's it's amazing. It's It it, it pushes your, your mind, it pushes your emotions, it pushes your skill and your knowledge and everything to the brink. And you learn a lot. And when you're through with that experience, it's just you're on a different level of, of you and this machine, you know. Um, and they may ask me, yeah, but tell me what's about. I say, no, 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 you go and experience it. Go and do it. I can explain the course to you, but Mm. everyone will experience it differently. So all I can tell you is that if you, if you have this vehicle, you should do that course. You should go on it. Not even expensive or whatever. I I can promise you in the next couple of weekends, he'll be on it. You get back to me and he'll tell me what what a rush. How cool it was. Yeah, awesome. And I can tie this example to to any activity that may connect with a man 
and maybe even with women, but I want to specifically, my experience is more with men in this than with women. So you can take a guy that loves hunting or fishing or sports or whatever. If you engage in that and you challenge it, their skill, their ability, their knowledge, their experience, they're just like all hooked up and very willing to experience something new, but also to, to push themselves to a new level. That's, that's the thing. Yes. I want to engage in something that will challenge my knowledge, <coughs> skill, experience and take me to a new level. Mm. Now, let's change the conversation. And I walk up to them and I tell them, um, hey, I've, I've been on this experience mm. last week on personal growth. It's just amazing. It's on a new level. It's the stuff that, that I've learned, the stuff I experienced. It just as a human, as a man, as a husband, as a father, it just opened up a new world for me. Yes. I really think you should do this. Probably the first response will be, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> okay, I'm not saying something wrong with you. I told you as a human being, uh, this is something that I can highly recommend for you to grow and to, to just do life better and on a new level. Mm. Um, and then you'll get this complete resistance from most of them. They'll just don't do it. Mm. Men tend to push away from any personal or emotional or relational development, be it a workshop experience, uh, coaching, therapy, you name it. It's always, there's nothing wrong with me or yes, there's something off, but I can fix it or we can fix it on our own. On our own. I don't need someone. Uh, or, yeah, but all other experiences or, or uh, people that engage or whatever facilitators or coaches or therapists are useless. Yes. So don't bring me that crap. Don't bring me that psych psychology. Don't bring me that methodology. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm fine. And they miss out. They, they miss out on this every, every, every time. And this to me is a, is a huge frustration with, with my gender, you know? Yes. Um, and I'm not saying it's true for all. I mean, but it's definitely true for most in my experience. And, and what's your, do you, do you think I'm onto something when we get back to what we've touched on before the, the male psyche and male, male brain and so on? And if we're onto something, let's explore that. Why? What? What is it about us men mm -hmm. that's so afraid of confronting ourselves, our emotions, mm -hmm. our ability to live life, our relationships, our life? We just like lose it when it gets to that. Yeah, as soon as we point the we point the focus inwards. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Um, well, in many ways, it's you know, we assign ourselves a little bit of license to talk about this because, to the surprise of the audience, we're actually also men. <laughs> you know, how can a man, you know, women get very uncomfortable when a man talks about a woman or the other way around, uh, you know, women talking about men. Sure. And start off from the fact that when we start talking about these separations, that obviously we're talking about it from our point of view. Mm -hmm. So how does a woman feel if a man talks about a woman? How does a man feel about about it when a woman talks about a man? Mm. 
So let's zoom in from a point of we are men. Mm-hmm. We've experienced this as men. Mm-hmm. And and zooming it in zooming into it from there. There's a simple answer. It's not a complete answer. And most of the time I ask the question when when a question like this gets posed, do you want the simple answer or do you want a complete answer? A complete answer is part of exploration. Mm-hmm. And the very simple answer is because we've from a biological level, this is how we solve our challenges. Mm-hmm. From another level, I'm a man, this is how I work. Going back to another podcast series or another episode, I love the way you put it. When we're working with people, mm-hmm. we don't necessarily separate and say, okay, you're the man, you're the woman mm-hmm. in a relationship. We work th- with them as a human being. Mm-hmm. So for the audience, start off from the fact that we do see each other and see the whole picture individually as a human being. And then we make the separation and say, okay, these things called men or males and these things called females, we do operate a little differently. Uh We're genetically made up the same. Yes, we have an X and a Y chromosome, which changes a few things. And at a, and this is part of the exploration, as we go into each of the levels, the first level at a brain level, our brains function a little differently. Females have a lot more connections between the left and the right hemisphere. And that's why for them, everything's connected to everything. Mm-hmm. When you're having a conversation with them, they'll talk much wider and a, and a bigger, in a much bigger circle. Yeah. And I experience this when I ask a question. For example, what time do we need to pick up my daughter? And the answer I get is, she has math lessons. Mm-hmm. I'm like... That, that doesn't answer my question. Yeah. I want to be more, I just want another time. And then in their mind, they say, well, because you asked me what time, but first she has math lessons and so on and so forth. So let's zoom into this idea. Why do men battle with this thing? First off, the way that we are conditioned right from the get-go, we all know the way that a human being succeeds is because of a group, because of a tribe, because of a, um, a unification. It's a collaboration. We yeah. collaborate with each other and in this way, and then that way we succeed. At school, we get to sit in classrooms with each other. We get to do homework with each other. Yeah. But when we write exams, when we get tested, yeah. we sit in a, in a hall, it's quiet, you're not allowed to talk to anyone and you can't share your information. Sure. So now we start to get conditioned that we need to solve all these problems on our, on our own. To get closer to the answer, and this is just a very simple answer, when we're talking about, yes, you have a 4x4, go and do a 4x4 course, you'll get better doing, you know, being better at driving your 4x4, or as you say, hunting, shooting, martial arts, fighting, everything is external. Yeah. Everything is outside of ourselves. And what we start to do is we relate our identity to who we are outside of this. So this idea that... Why is it easier to do things like that? It's because it's outside of us. It's, it's what we perceive as an external skill. And to the greater or lesser degree that we are good at it. Because mm. even if you go and do that 4 by 4 course, there will be some drivers who will be better than you. Sure. And, or you will be better than others. Yeah. And we walk out the other side going, oh, you know, I'm the top of my class. Or, mm. And it's interesting because the one who's at the top of the class will say, I'm at the top of the class. 
the one who's not doesn't necessarily do that. We'll gravitate to a place where we feel that we are strong. Yes. What we are good at. Capable. Capable. Mm. Now the question, if you say to someone, and there's different ways of describing it, self-development, personal development, that pushes the button of going, why? What's wrong with me? Yes. That was a, I don't know if you still remember the, the day you introduced me to the new psychology and I still laugh about it. <laughs> positive. Positive <laughs> psychology because my mind instantly jumped to the side of going, so, so everything else has been negative? <laughs> In essence, yes. <laughs> In essence, yes. So the, the, the laugh of that, um, we have positive psychology and that the, all the other psychology is negative. It's a laughable matter from the point of fact of going, that we actually made that distinction, that, that, that new leap, that this kind of psychology is positive, which implies behind it all, we've been told for a very long time that we can't. Why do I need to do development, self-development? Mm. What's wrong with me? I've been told all my life that I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. Mm. I'm inadequate. I'm powerless. I'm weak. Mm. I'm only something if I have something. Mm. There's a much deeper construct. And in many ways, old Maslow contributed to this. Even though his hierarchy is essentially true, it has a truth to it. Mm. But at its base, it says that I need to have something. Yes. Before I can do something, and yes. then I'll be someone. So, for example, I need to have uh, the degree before I can go and be a CEO, and then I'll be important. Yeah. Or I've got to have the big fancy four by four, and yeah. if I got this, yeah. and check what I can do, and then and look at me, look how cool I am. Yeah. I got a, a cool four by four, or you know, check out all my toys. Yeah. If I need a pretty wife, <clears throat> I need a pretty wife. So I need to have those things, and then I get a, uh, a signed or a scribe these these qualities of going. Yeah. Yes, you are that person. So for males, and, and, it, and it very much comes down to me related directly from our personal point of view. Yeah. The struggle in my mind are going, how do I get what it is that I'm looking for? What do I need to do to get what I want? What do I need to be to get what I want? Yeah. And for the most part, the idea is, what do you have around you? How many toys do you have? You know, like, yeah. in, in a way, myself and my brother used to joke around and say, okay, well, you know, life is, is basically a game and the one with the most toys wins yeah. when you die. So there was a time where we used to have lots of toys. We still do. Mm. <laughs> and um, But the, the association that I'm only someone because of everything which is ex- outside of me. Yeah. So to improve an external skill, which ironically, I mean, even for the listeners, if you're really listening to this, everything is inside of you anyway. We are all constantly ensconced or soaked in personal development mm. when you go and you do that four by four course or you go and learn how to shoot a gun you go and do all these masculine things or you go through obstacle courses or you go to gym all of those things mm. you are personally developing mm. so if we try and change the spin a little and say okay it's not only personal development self-development it's also self-mastery yes life mastery sure and as you improve those skills, now underneath it is one of the what's one of the biggest things that boys, especially before they become men, what are they taught? They fall down with their bicycle or they scratch their knee. Mm. They start to cry because mm. it's sore. Sure. We're children. What's the first thing? Boys don't cry. Yeah. We get to push our emotions away. Emotions have become something which, which has actually been strange to us. Yeah. And we disassociated from it. Or we disassociate from that. However, inside our mind, the interesting part is 
anyone, especially if they're high functioning with decision-making powers, underneath that is a healthy emotional system or it's a well-functioning emotional system. Yeah. You will only make decisions based on a particular emotion. It's only the psychopaths and the, the ones who are a little bit out there that when they are disassociated from that, yeah. they're completely disconnected from their emotions. Yeah. They're cold. Yes. So let's go look into the 4x4 the four four thing. Why would I go and do that? Even though it's an external thing. There's an emotion that drives me and says, what, like, in other words, let me give you an example of why I talk about your decisions are based on your emotions. The emotion of feeling cool. Yeah. The emotion of feeling that challenge. Men like to be challenged. Yeah. Interesting thing about men and women, I'm speaking in general, to motivate a man, you challenge him. You say to him, oh, you can't do 10 push-ups. <laughs> oh, yes, I can. Watch, check this out. Well, yeah. I get very motivated. Where a, a, a woman gets motivated in a different way. Yeah. When you acknowledge the stuff that they're doing which you like. Yeah. Oh, I like a dress on you. Yeah. Oh, those are nice shoes. Yeah. They're more likely to respond to, and they gravitate to a positive kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. So why would a man not, why would he not engage in that kind of exploration of themselves and self-mastery, self-development, personal development, all of those things? I see it underneath. The first thing is the approach of fear. It's a different kind of fear. It's not a fear of, of, of combat. It's not a fear of an adversary. It's nothing that's very measurable. You know, yeah. you either won the fight or you didn't. Yeah. It's, it's not physical. It's not a physical thing. And now we are approaching something which we are unfamiliar about. Yeah. The reason why women can express their emotions better than males is because they, can, they have a language attached to it. Yeah. Men don't. When I ask you, how do you feel? Ask any man, and I'm talking about any man, as you said, you approach him in a mall, even at a bra. How do you feel? I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. And don't ask even before that. Yeah. Even when a man, and, and this even goes back into our work, when, when, when men come to us for coaching, and let's just use the example that a man is coming to us, he's just had a, a massive breakup. Mm. He's going through a very difficult uh, time of his life, or he's even got fired, or he's just lost his job, or his company's fallen apart. It's a massive, significant failure. Mm. It's a difficult part. Doesn't want to talk to anyone about it. And mm. only to the point of when it was a discussion we had off air, this idea of support. Mm. We know we need it. We know this is where the gold is. Yeah. Human beings are designed to be with each other. We've always yeah. succeeded because of our tribe. Yeah. Even the tribes that go to you know, the North Pole, yeah. when they go on an expedition, you, you never go by yourself. You know, if you go to an extreme environment like that by yourself, you're likely to die. Yeah. So you take a group with you. Yeah. So we know that at a deep level, we need support. We need uh, communication, collaboration. We need to work together and we will succeed. Yeah. And I think probably in, deeper into that. So when you say, well, why don't you develop yourself? Now suddenly I'm alone. Yes. Vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. I'm doing it on my own. I'm doing it inside of me. And yeah. the, not necessarily is the, the perception not really wrong from the point of view that the moment that you approach something to make you better, yeah. it implies in there that what you're doing isn't enough or, or that it's not up to standard or I'm not as good as I should be. Yes. And I get this often. A lot of times when people come and do my work, they want to do a lot of research. They yeah. keep asking you why, what's it about, so on and so forth. So they think that they can get ahead of the game. Yeah. If they can know more up front, they can go in there and, and basically say those things. Look, there's yeah. nothing wrong with me. I know all of this. Yeah. The two biggest traps to learning 
First one, I know that. Second one, I disagree. Yeah. Now, those are very general uh, statements. And exactly from a man, you say, go and check out this experience. Yeah. It'll change your life. Why? Yeah. I don't need to do that. Yeah. So now I'm disagreeing. I'm not open. The second thing is like, well, if you go and do that, it'll support you, let's say, in the area of life of, let's say, business. And they'll say, I don't need that. Yeah. I know that. Yes. I know how to make money. Look, I own a big 4x4. Four four, I own a fancy car or, yeah. or whatever it is. In those moments, we shut ourselves down. So we've never been open to the idea of being able to be flexible. And behind that, I listened to what you're saying. And I think we've also fallen into that bowl because behind there is that trap of snake oil. Yeah. Go back to the ancient yeah. times. There was some guy used to roll into a village with his, <laughs> with his osavar, whatever it is, with his, um, you know, full of snake oil. Yes. One of those things, those carts. So he, he pulls into yeah. the cart full of snake oil and says, you know, drink this stuff. It will yeah. improve your sex life or whatever yeah. it is. And from there, cultures also said, okay, let's, let's, let's try and eradicate all of the snake oil and selling yeah. all of this quackery. Yeah. So you need to have a degree before you can be a doctor or, be, yeah. or to be a psychologist. And I'm totally behind that. I yeah. think that's awesome. However, just because I got a degree doesn't make me a good practitioner. Correct. And at the same time, it doesn't mean that because I talk the talk that I can actually produce the goods. Yeah, absolutely. So in many ways, when you talk about either therapy and you yeah. talk about, oh, I've done, I mean, I hear that so often. Mm. I've done so many courses or the best thing is, oh, I've done that before. Yes. And then the opportunity, I say, okay, have you done something like that? Sure. No problem. Have you done this? No. We associate that. We ball that together. We generalize this and say, yeah. this is all together. Yeah. And then only after it's post-event, they say, this is nothing like I've experienced. Yes. This conversation continues in our next episode. As we dig deeper into the thrill of achievement and the realization that we have as men, that only once we face a challenge and succeed, do we realize that the dragon inside us is not as scary as we first thought it to be. Once we put our minds to something, we are the ones who go out there and make it happen.